And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast and as always it's Davey Urspin and Mickey Brennan here to bring you up to date with all things Mead GAA for the weekend. Uh, Davey, I suppose, you know, from the disappointment of Leinster final with Mead in Dublin, you know, our attentions have been taken away from that, thanks be to God, in the last few days. We have the Mead ladies in the All-Ireland final next weekend. And the Mead Minor Hurlers are in an All-Ireland final next weekend also. And the Mead Minor Footballers are in a Leinster semi-final. So it just pushes that whole loss to Dublin right to the wayside. It does indeed. Yeah, look at it. It's been brilliant. And I think we've we've probably been hoping for this now for a few weeks. We've obviously known that the, the ladies were going to be contesting the final. But I mean, the, the Hurlers and the Footballers from the, from the Miners have given us a huge boost, you know, just before Christmas and that. And you know, they, they won ever so well at the weekend in the respective games and they're obviously progressing to semi-finals and, and finals next weekend. So it's absolutely brilliant that we're a week, well, we will be a week out before Christmas when these when these games are played um, and we have so much to still look forward to. We do indeed. And on this show, our listeners have plenty to look forward to. We're going to go through uh, very briefly the Mead Miners results, the football and hurling. We will be doing a quick preview of the Mead Ladies Football. We will be doing our usual lotto roundup. We'll be having a look at the managerial merry-go-round and we'll also be going to Instagram Interactive. Uh, before we do, Dave, you know, uh, we have big news on the podcast because for our Loyal Royal listeners over the Christmas, we are going to be holding what we are calling the Loyal Royal Big Quiz of 2020. And uh, this is one for all the GA supporters not, not to miss. This is going to be brilliant, Mickey. You know, and I know we've been promising it and talking about it for a long time. Um, and we finally made a bit of movement on it. But yeah, it, it's just something, I suppose, to reward our, our brilliant Loyal Royal listeners who tune in to us week in, week out for 12 months of the year. And, uh, you know, it's, we're probably fortunate in the sense that the lockdown is lifted now so we can actually go out and probably do something like this together. Because we, barring the, the night we had, obviously, in the wristband for, for one of the recordings, we haven't had a real opportunity to even kind of even have the crack together, you know. So, so what could possibly go wrong, Mickey? <laughs> Every time you mention the risp in, you have to give credit uh, to the trademarker who is Paddy Stapleton, um, yeah, who, who, who trademarked the risp in <laughs> out there in Corton. Um, that she being that the guards don't know about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll come to that later on. It's not a she being. <laughs> we'll come to that on Instagram. Um, yeah just getting back anyway to the Loyal Royals big quiz of 2020 it's the GEA quiz the me GEA quiz of 2020 and we're going to be holding it through Zoom this uh, 
this quiz is for our loyal, loyal patrons on our Patreon service, Patreon forward slash we are mead. And um, it looks like it's going to be on Monday, the 28th of December. We have put it out there to all our listeners to um, let them decide what date will suit them best. So at the moment, it looks like it's Monday, the 28th, which is brilliant. Um, it'll be a, between the throw in will probably be between six and seven p.m. on that evening. Um, we won't be going any later than that. It'll either be six or half six or seven o'clock. Um, and the prizes, the prizes are brilliant. We have a mead jersey. We have a wine hamper. We have a drinks and sweets hamper, amongst other uh, prizes that we'll be adding in. We'll probably only have three prizes, first, second and third. Um, so uh, we'll make them up accordingly. You might have the jersey and a few bottles of wine and some sweets and then maybe a, a, another wine hamper for second and drinks and sweets for third or whatever but we'll make it up we have plenty of prizes that's the main thing and uh you know depending on how many people enter if only three people enter you're guaranteed a prize um so yeah it's going to be a bit of crack it'll be on zoom as we said when you come on to the zoom call we'll send out the link for the zoom call via patron uh, patreon and then when you join us we will then give you the link for our quiz and the way the quiz will work is it'll be multiple choice answers and uh, if it, obviously that makes it a little bit easier for the listener and for the quizzers so what will happen is the quicker you answer your your question right and um, will determine who will be the winner at the end of the evening and uh, yeah it's we're looking forward to me and you are more looking forward to this Davey more than anybody I think yeah, and I've even got a couple of questions in. Will you be taken part? Uh, keep the time <laughs> not to be wondering. And I says no. And I said, even if we were taken part and we knew the answers to the questions, we probably still wouldn't win. So, exactly. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, we're, we're really looking forward to it. As I say, it's going to be a bit of crack and there'll be a little bit of everything in the questions from probably present day me knowledge to past games, to past players, to picture rounds. We'll try and mix it up and, you know, make it as... I suppose, as, as difficult, but as much crack as possible in the mix of it as well. I'm sure there's probably going to be a little bit of uh, clues from our previous podcast. So if there's a few interviews, maybe from high profile ones that we've done throughout the year, maybe no harm in having a little listen back and just trying to pick up a little bit of doing your homework in the lead up to it, because that will be crucial, I'd imagine. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, for anybody out there who wants to join us on the quiz that night, but you're not a patron, it's five euro a month um, to join and you can you can unsubscribe anytime you like. So if you were to join now, you would be eligible to um, uh, take part in the quiz. And also you get the, the, the luxury of being able to listen to our other 156 podcasts that we've done so far on our Patreon service. So, um, you know, for five euro a month, it's it's great value and you get the opportunity to enter this quiz on the 28th so what else would you be doing on the 28th of december davy what would you be doing normally i'd be in a pub but not this year <laughs> um so it's ideal and look at it it's a, it's that time of year even you know you're, you're nearly sick of the the kind of the leftover turkey and ham you uh, no. just kind of, well i would no. you know me no. mickey um but it's that perfect time. We could have done it before Christmas, but there's hustle and bustle. New Year's, New Year, you kind of want to, you know, just move on and kind of get on with your life. It's just the perfect time, 28th, what it's looking like. We sort of said ourselves, that'd be our preference. The listeners are clearly agreeing with us as well. Yeah, it looks like it's everybody's preference. But again, just to, to join us 
do jump on to uh, the Patreon service and sign up to be part of our quiz at Christmas. Uh, moving on, uh, we're going to go on to the Mead football or the Mead minor footballers, Davy. And uh, what a win for John McCarthy and his lads on the weekend. Um, 3-11 to 7 points against Westmead in the Leinster quarter-final. Sees them through to a Leinster semi-final, which will be played against Leash next Saturday. But um, I suppose it was a huge second-half display by this Mead team. 1-5 to 5 at half-time, and they outscored their opponents 2-6 to 2 points in the second half. Yeah, it was a superb display, Mickey. Really, really good. Um, probably mirrored that at the Dublin game all those months ago now. Um, a decent first-half performance, but probably not at our brilliant best. But again, when they needed to, and when the question was asked of them in the second half to go up through the gears, they, they duly obliged. And uh, they really kicked on, as you said, with those three goals. They carved out numerous other opportunities, um, which in fairness, they probably didn't take. But on another day, you know, you'd like to think that they'd get over the line. But I mean, even to, to 3-11 is still a serious scoreline. Like Rory Kinsler must have had three or four goal opportunities on his own. Eventually, he stuck away one, which is performance merited. But I, I mean... There's a couple of players that I just want to highlight right from start to finish. And you know there was issues. We'll hear them on our Instagram interactive later about the streaming on this game, which was a shame. Because Kieran Caulfield in, in the first half of the game was absolutely incredible. He was playing wing half back. He was at the heart of everything. Setting up play. Beautiful left boot. It was one of the best performances I've witnessed this year by a player. Um, and he was the foundation of everything that was good for me. And the forwards thereafter you know, just use that ammunition, I suppose, from Kieran to go off and kick 3-11 as a result. Um, but a stunning performance. Defensively excellent as well. I think it's worth mentioning that limiting Westmead to just seven or eight points is superb going, considering they had five points at the break as well. So only conceding three points in that second half. Billy Hogan in the goal, superb again. Kick out Tannelin, made a couple of good saves at different times as well. You know, a really, really well-rounded good display from this Mead minor team. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they were even better defensively than you said because they only conceded two in the second half. It was seven points two, yeah, seven. For, yeah, for Westmead, which is which is phenomenal. But uh, they march on and John McCarthy and his lads will march on to, as we said, the Leinster semi-final, which is next Saturday at 12.30 in Park College. And again, we hope that the streaming will be working for that. Um, I think Chigi Carr were supposed to be streaming it on the weekend, but there was huge problems with that. And uh, for the opposite semi-final, it will be Kildare and Leash. So, um, hoping or Kildare and Offaly. So we are hoping that the Mead Miners can get over Leash um, and get through to that Leinster final. The Leinster final is in early January, I believe, David. Yeah, first, first week of January, Mickey. Yeah, so as I was saying, you'll hear from John in the Loyal Royals podcast, Mickey. It, they have, they've had a, a long break now but it's going to be kind of week in, week out, barring the two-week gap over Christmas. It's going to be bang, 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 which is exactly what you want when you're in the form and in the moment that me they're in at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And we wish them the very best of luck next weekend in their Leinster semi-final. Moving on, the Mead Minor Hurlers, they were taking on uh, Wicklow in the Paderlehan uh, uh, Cup in the semi-final. That was actually today, Sunday. That was in Ockram. They came away with a massive victory here, Davy. We were talking about Ockram being a fortress, but uh, the last two Mead sides to go down to Ockram have just dismantled Wicklow. And these, these Mead Minor Hurlers did the exact same today. 320 to 110. Uh, sorry, a 16-point victory. Um, 11-3 at half time as well, scoring 3-9 in the second half. Yeah, as you say, Mickey, probably comfortable barring the first five, ten minutes. I think Wicklow were going point for point. But after that, they were, they were sensational. And I know we were over there for, um, 
for a night with the sponsors there before the first lockdown and they were training hard with the view to going out before lockdown and that disrupted it. I know the Mead footballers had the benefit of getting a game before that. The minor hurlers haven't had that and they've been waiting on the semi-final for months and months on end now at this stage. But I mean, looking at the performances down through it, like Jack Meher, one three for him. Josh Harris, one two. Joey Cole, son of um, Trim, senior hurling manager, Neely Cole, contributed six points from freeze as well. So a really outstanding contribution from those three in particular. Um, but, but after that, Ryan Bias, three points. Rory Fagan, three points. Um, Justin Coyne, man of the match, I believe he was the captain, really led by example, capped off a tremendous display with a point late on in the day as well. So, you know, a really good spread of scorers there as well. Obviously, you know, the, the opposition are probably, you know, Wicklow didn't really give up much resistance. But looking forward to the final, you'd imagine that down, they're always strong. Ulster teams are always strong in the hurling. So it's going to probably be a big step up for me. But one that they're willing to take, I'm sure, because they were beaten in this last year and they decided they won't want to be beaten this year again. And it's a, it's a really good opportunity for them to kick on and win the competition. Yeah, these lads march on to the Paderlahan final where they'll take on Down, who beat Loud uh, on the weekend as well. Me beating Wicklow on Sunday at 12.30 in Ockram. Um, that game will be taking place next Sunday, but we're not sure of the um, the time or the venue for that, but it is going to be Mead taking on Down in the Paderlahan final next Sunday. So wishing the minor lads the very best luck in that hurling final. Davy. All-Ireland final, Mead ladies, next Sunday, third time lucky. <laughs> yeah, look, it's, it, yeah, it is indeed, Mickey. Um, there's, there's two ways you could look at that. I mean, the, the first naturally way to look at that is, oh, God, after we beaten in the last two. But nearly the way I'd be sort of viewing the game is it's their third chance to play in Crow Park in an intermediate final. And the opposition they're playing against, granted they're coming down from senior, they play Division One. I get that. But I think the bonus or the, the beneficiary for me is that they've played in Crow Park on All-Ireland Final Day. And they've actually played in front of 50 or 60,000 in years gone by. Obviously, they, the 50 or 60,000 won't be there this year. But to me, that actually makes it probably a less daunting prospect for the Mead girls. They're well used to this day and, and what it entails and what it's about. And they've got the taste for it now. You know the saying in sport, Mickey, and it really is true, I believe. You do learn more from losing you know, big finals than you actually do from win them from winning them and I think the Mead girls have already progressed like you look at the Tyrone game a few years ago the ship six goals in the final they actually ended up with more scores that day than Tyrone but they were still comprehensively beaten last year against Tipperary they put up a much better I suppose account of themselves they just come up against a really formidable side in Tip who have obviously yeah. gone on to do good things in senior this year they've obviously went back to the drawing board regrouped we've seen them against Down they came through a really tough sticky test that day in awful conditions in Loud they kicked on then against Leitrim, and we've seen them the last day against Clare. Mickey, they were superb. So there's definitely been a, a shift in terms of, I, I don't know what it, what's gone on, but there's, they're a different side, and I think they're a different prospect now than they maybe were a couple of years ago. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and when you look at it, they're both of their last two finals, 18-19, they scored 114, both of them. So, um, you know, we'd be hoping that maybe they could put up a little bit of a higher score this time and concede a little bit less. Westmead will be no walk in the park um, while we accounted for Clare, who are an excellent team. Mead drew with them last year, I think, in the league. Um, only year. got over them, or this year in the league. Yeah, it feels like last year. Um, <laughs> well, uh... <laughs> beat them in the quarterfinal of the championship last year and the year before, I think. 
of the intermediate and only got over them by a point or two. So, you know, it, it just shows you this, this clear team, I've seen them playing before as well. They're pretty strong and Mead dismantled them completely. They dismantled Leitrim. They've had a three-week break in the lead-up to this final. They've got a couple of players that had knocks and niggles sorted. So they're primed and ready for this final. Only one of the players, Emma Troy, I think it is, hasn't played in Crow Park before. So, you know, and, and, and she she's a shining light on that team. I don't think it's going to be daunting for her at all. No, and that, that's another big benefit, what you're after saying. The vast majority of them, barring one, as you say, one of the starters, have played in either one of those two finals, if not both of them. So to me, you know, that's a huge um, experience. And like they've got the taste for it now. You could clearly see they have a desire, a hunger, a want to play senior football again. A lot of the girls wouldn't have probably been around when they made the drop down from senior to intermediate. So, you know, they, they feel they're obviously good enough now. They've probably done their apprenticeship as such. Um, so the time is probably now. And you just don't know when these opportunities are going to roll around again. Fair enough, they've, they've done enough work to get three in a row now. But you just, you need to take them. When you get to them, you need to grasp hold of that and, and really go and season. And I think they will next Sunday. Yeah, a huge game for this uh, Mead team. And what a... You know what an inspiration it would be for the for the for the next generation of ladies footballers if if Mead could win this intermediate and get straight up to senior and consolidate themselves as a senior team in the ladies uh, uh, Gaelic football. Uh, it's next Sunday. It's in Croker. It's at two p.m. and uh, we know none of us will be there, but we'll all be cheering on the ladies from behind our TV screens. Don't let winter take hold of your garden. Blow away those pesky leaves with Husqvarna blowers and keep that lawn in tip-top shape all year with Husqvarna Automower. Don't stop there. The neighbours are now looking. Keep those hedges low with a Husqvarna hedge trimmer. Watch your neighbours turn green with envy as you keep your garden looking immaculate all year round. P.O.R. Coyne & Sons, your local Husqvarna dealer, have the full Husqvarna range of garden products. Visit us in-store at Clonard County Mead or call us on... 046-955-1910. We will be doing a full minor uh, review um, of the footballers game where we caught up with John McCarthy, the Mead minor manager after the game, and we will have that interview in the uh, review. And also we're doing a preview of the ladies All-Ireland final next weekend. Um, again, that's available on our Patreon service this week. And uh, we caught up with Eamon Murray, Shauna Ennis, the vice captain, and Monica McGurk, the um, all-star goalkeeper um, from last year um, uh, in that re- or preview as well. And, and some, some brilliant, brilliant interviews there not to be missed. We'll also have our We Are Mead Senior team, senior championship team of the year for 2020 going out this week. So the one not to be missed either um, on our Patreon service. We'll just give that a, a mention again. And of course, if you join the Patreon service, you will be allowed to join us for our Loyal Royals big quiz of the year 2020, which we spoke about at the start of the podcast. I'll mention it again before the end. <laughs> <laughs> Davey, um, just moving on now to a lotto roundup. Um, before we go on to the managerial merry-go-round, um, the, there's a lot of big, big um, prizes to be won out there, big jackpots in the clubs at the minute. Yeah, and I'd imagine probably the clubs will have their last week a lotto this week before Christmas and they might break for a week or two. So I suppose the advice to, to everybody will be to get in this week while you can. And what, what There's some massive jackpots out there, none of which, to the best of my knowledge, have been won either in the last couple of weeks, so they're still standing. I mean, the first of them is Dunchocklin and Royal Gales, 13,000 of a jackpot 
um, and they have a reserve already built up of six grand. Um, 200 euro was added to this each week, but there was no winner of their last week's one. Um, it takes place every Monday evening at half eight, live on Facebook. Uh, they give away 150 euro a week, or they did last week, to four uh, three match three winners. So people who match three numbers basically got 50 euro each. Um, the next one was Drumbara. It's also on a Monday night at nine o'clock, live on Drums TV. Their jackpot is 2,200 currently. The next one is just out the road or in the road, whatever way you're looking at it from Drumbara, and that's into Kells for Gail Column Kill. And uh, their lotto jackpot at the moment is 10,950. So edging ever so close to the 11 grand mark. Um, and theirs takes place on, <sighs> got to say, Wednesday. Sorry, Alan Tormey's, uh, he's left us in the lurch here, Mickey. He's just put the date of their last week's one. Very lazy from one of the top heroes in the county, Alan. Absolutely, um, absolutely. It's not like him. Sorry, he must be busy. He did say it's every Thursday, so not Wednesday. It's every Thursday night. Um, good one there to get involved as well. Old Castle, it's high too. 10,100. And that takes place next Wednesday. Dunsany's is also at the 10 grand mark. Theirs takes place on Saturdays. Um, Minolte's the biggest one of the lot, and it just continues to grow week on week by 200. 14,600 euro up for grabs it takes place tonight Sunday Mickey at 9 o'clock wow what a jackpot that is um, out in Minolte Ballinlock not too far away can't say it's as big though two and a half grand still be nice uh, it takes place on Monday at uh, 9 o'clock the next one is um, into your own uh, Navin not into Simonstown but into Navin O'Mahony's um, you have good friends out in Navin O'Mahony's as well Mickey I do I do I've one or two yeah you keep the good relationships going, and it's at 12,500. It takes nice. place at Tuesday at nine o'clock, so a lovely one there in Avonomani's. Manalvi, 10 grand on the button as well every Monday night. Kilmainham's, uh, Monday nights as well, 3,600. My own car town, we're having our uh, final jackpot before Christmas this Friday night. Um, 9,100 at 10 o'clock. You can watch that on car town uh, Facebook page. Kilskier, theirs takes place once every two weeks. So their next one is this. No, it's sorry. It's Tuesday week, the 22nd. So they have a break of a week and then their final one before Christmas is on Tuesday, the 22nd. Their jackpot is at 10,000 as well. And the Go final on. one on my list is Clonard, 3,600. And theirs takes place every single Monday night at 8 o'clock. Absolutely brilliant. And David, you know, I just have, I have a feeling in me waters, I have a feeling in me waters that somebody is going to be ringing us in the next couple of days to say, lads, you're after winning the jackpot here in our club. Um, do you just want to come out and collect it or will we send the secure core van into you um, that's, that's the way I see it you know as, as we said we do support all the clubs that are live doing their um, their uh, their weekly lottos so and again if we, we said it there if there's any clubs that have are reissuing their, their club lotto that has been maybe paused for a while let us know and we'll get involved um, again we want to help out with the clubs as much as possible and like you don't have to be a member of a club to do their lotto. Just go online to the club's website or to their to their Facebook page, and they will have the links up. If you saw or heard uh, um, a jackpot there that kind of caught your eye, don't be afraid to go online and, and and do it. If you're not in, you can't win. That's the one that we use here every week. Davy, moving on anyway from the lotto roundup because you know we want to get this done before the phone call is made to us. To tell us that we've won a lot. Um, the managerial merry-go-round. Uh, we've got some news on that this week, so we do definitely for sure. Well, we do. Um, I suppose the the first one. Uh, 
of note, and it's a, it's a huge one probably, is Drumbara um, uh-huh. and Cuevig King. Uh, from yes, Cuevig King of Dunchoclin, uh, who recently made his 100th championship appearance with Dunchoclin in their relegation playoff game against Nobber. Um, presumably is hanging up his boots, but I'm not absolutely convinced that that is the case yet. But he has indeed taken the Drumbara job. Um, which is a job that we've been speculating for, for for not just weeks, for months, to be honest. It's one of the first ones. Um, but they finally made an appointment, and I believe that big John Crimmins, who is, of course, the resident midfielder in uh, Dunchocklin, is going in to spread the conditioning coach with Cuevig. So very interesting developments there as well. I think Shawnee Bennett is going in as a selector too. I've just seen that as well in the last couple of days. So um, really interesting move. I know Cuevig is, uh, is an unbelievable servant, former county man, absolute gent. Uh, but it would be his first, I suppose, coach and slash managerial job. So I'm always interested to see how they go. But very interesting move there, Mick. Yeah, absolutely. And another one that's on the rumour mill there at the moment is that Damien and Joe Sheridan have joined Dalik Bellustin. I don't think that has been confirmed. I haven't seen it confirmed yet, but I did hear that during the week that they had joined Dalik Bellustin. A really good, uh, well-run club that are up and coming, um, Dalik Bellustin and... That's a that's a really shrewd move from the two Sheridans because uh, they are an up and coming team. Yeah, well, Damien is actually a coach with Dulik Bellewstown, so it sort of fits the bill as well, doesn't it? Um, and obviously, logistically wise, it wouldn't be a million miles away from from the lads over it's at Sessions. So it's a really good job for them as well, Mickey. I, I you know, I, I think Dulik Bellewstown are a lot closer than maybe people think to maybe going on and challenging for an intermediate championship. So that's a really interesting one as well. Um, the next little bit of managerial Mary Ground news I have is that Jude McNabb, um, you'll be familiar with him with yeah. Mickey, has gone in with Oldcastle. Old so obviously Castle. Leo McEnroe um revealed to us on um on exclusively that he would be stepping aside after the relegation win um over Ballon Lock in the intermediate championship this year. But it, it, it's taken probably a little bit of time for it to be filled. There was talk of Jody Devine. He obviously went to Killigarry. Um, but it, it now has become clear that Jude is going to take over the reins in Oldcastle. So another very interesting one, a big sleeping giant in the Intermediate Championship. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and that's a, another good move for Jude McNabb uh, to get over there to Oldcastle, a team with so much potential. And then Kieran O'Malley, who was rumoured to be going back to Drumbara at different stages, he has moved back to Cavan uh, also, and he is going to the Drumalee Football Club. So, you know, Managers coming in and out between Cavan and Mead. North Mead and Cavan seem to be sharing a lot of managers at the moment. <laughs> mm. there's, yeah. there's actually one other one as well, Mickey, and it's uh, St. Vincent's Ard Cat, which was recently oh, yeah. uh, left vacant from uh, Dahi White and Ronan Kearns, who have gone back to St. Pat's. That has been now filled by, I believe, joint management. They love a joint management, don't they, out in St. Vincent's, um, by a loud duo. Um, Hugh Kiernan is the first and... Um, you know, I, I don't know a whole pile about uh, Hugh or, or there's a Kerry man as well getting involved, but um, I'm sure St. Vincent's knowing them, they probably did their homework and they went through it, you know, with, with a fine two comb. So it'll be interesting to see how they go in and uh, try and get Vincent's back to where they were first and foremost and maybe get them that one step further and to, to win a junior final. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, again, there'll be plenty more from the managerial merry-go-round over the next couple of months and coming weeks and we will bring it all to you here on the We Are Mead podcast. Don't let winter take hold of your garden. 
Blow away those pesky leaves with Husqvarna blowers and keep that lawn in tip-top shape all year with Husqvarna Automower. Don't stop there. The neighbours are now looking. Keep those hedges low with a Husqvarna hedge trimmer. Watch your neighbours turn green with envy as you keep your garden looking immaculate all year round. P.O.R. Coyne & Sons, your local Husqvarna dealer, have the full Husqvarna range of garden products. Visit us in-store at Clonard County Meath or call us on 046 955 1910. So moving on, Davey, we are going to go to our last segment, which we like to keep till the end every week, and it is Instagram Interactive. What have we got this week? Have we got much people or much interaction on, on Instagram? Yeah, big uptake, Mickey. As you can imagine, the, the Mead Miners is probably to the forefront sorry, of people's minds, as are TG Cahar, um, unfortunately, for, for another blip along the way. Uh, 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 not the and Trim, no? There's a little bit about that as well. There's a little bit. They're not taking front and centre stage this week, though. No, but the, no. there is definitely some of that, which we'll really <laughs> come in a little bit. Uh, the first one is from James Trainer, and he said that the chocolate boys at it again. And I suppose this is in direct reference to the three goals that the Mead Miners scored at the weekend, which were all scored, I believe, by the chocolate players. So um, obviously the, the fruits of that minor championship win is really coming to the fore and uh, they're just continuing on their superb form from earlier in the season. Yeah, and, and, and it bodes well for, for Dunchocklin uh, moving forward in the next couple of years. I think, you know, we're going to see a, a huge rise through the ranks uh, of the senior championship from Dunchocklin in the next coming years. And, you know, with Quivine and uh, Crimmins maybe moving aside, it gives a bit more room for these young fellas to come in and, you know, they're going to be the next heroes of Dunshockton, which, you know, there's no doubt about it. Crimmins and Queeveen King have been for such a long time. Yeah. Bosca Marcy's are next. And they said Bosca hot chocolate. Um, this is in reference to, to myself, Vicky. Uh, I was actually going over to Dungani on Friday afternoon to collect um, our prize for, uh, for the quiz. Um, our Mead Hurling jersey off, uh, off Mead GA with thanks to them. And when I was over there, I, I know Bosca Decky Mahan over in Dundry has set up this coffee um, coffee stand it, over in Marcy's, yeah? Is it Bosca or Bosca? Is it B-O-S-C-A? Potato tomato. <laughs> no, if you're pronouncing Irish words, you have to say it properly. Is it B-O-S-C-A? Yeah. Bosca. Bosca chocolate. So, so I was out at Busca um, and I had a beautiful hot chocolate. You know me, Mickey, I'm not a coffee man. So uh, no. to be fair to Deck, he, he, he whipped me up a fantastic hot chocolate. Um, so he was just getting my verdict on it. And I said it was absolutely fantastic. Really, really nice. Um, big yeah. listener to the podcast as well. Said we're doing great work and everything like that. So if you're, if you're in and around the Marcy's area, call in, say hello to the lads. Get a hot chocolate, get a coffee, get a, get a tea off them. They have some lovely... Uh, pastries and all sorts as well it's a fantastic setup you could sit outside have the chat with your friends socially distance and everything it's a really really good job uh, between the lads and they probably don't have the, the, the they probably don't have music on they probably have the We Are Mead podcast just playing on repeat the whole time is it? exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, next one is from the one and only Owen Griffin and he wants to know about Callum O'Sullivan's bowl haircut uh, it seems to be a trend at the moment. I've seen that a few times. Uh, I'd say that was probably due to lockdown. People were like, "Oh, 
well, how am I going to do it? They were all doing the pudding bowl. Look, I used to be slagged about having a pudding bowl haircut back in the day when I was a child. That's going back to when pudding bowls were were, were the in thing. So, uh, look, if he's trying to bring back the pudding bowl haircut, fair play to him. When Adam was a boy, says Mickey Brennan. Uh, <laughs> Joe McQueenie is next, and he says, please don't let TG Carr do the game next week. Let me, GATV, do it. Yeah, look, you That'd be great, but there's rights. And, there is, yeah. You know, and, and me, GA can't do it. They, they like it'd be great if Colm and Wailoge and the lads could do that next weekend. But it's all down to rights and who has paid for the rights, and it's that's just the way it is. Me, GA could get in trouble for for actually broadcasting it um, uh, on the weekend if 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 um, TG Carr wanted it, they could they could uh, you know. Um, get me GA in trouble for, for actually um, putting it up on their social media. But it was great that they did because we had no other way of seeing it. Don't let winter take hold of your garden. Blow away those pesky leaves with Husqvarna blowers and keep that lawn in tip-top shape all year with Husqvarna Automower. Don't stop there. The neighbours are now looking. Keep those hedges low with a Husqvarna hedge trimmer. Watch your neighbours turn green with envy as you keep your garden looking immaculate all year round. P.O.R. Coyne and Sons, your local Husqvarna dealer, have the full Husqvarna range of garden products. Visit us in-store at Clonard County Meath or call us on 046-955-1910. Brian Flynn says, good to see a confident free-taker and 45-taker. Obviously yeah. in reference to Owen Frayne. Yeah, yeah, and it's obviously in reference as well to the Meath senior team. Um, it is... It's great. Um, and Frayne, look, he, he just seems to have it all. He, he does, Mickey. He plays with a swagger. I was, I was so impressed with him because I know he was absolutely incredible against Dublin, but his work ethic um, at the weekend was just second to none. He has an excellent way of using his body too, uh, like, like probably all good forwards do, and nudging into a, into a defender to pull away from them to get himself a little bit of time and space. Very intelligent footballer from such a young age. But his free taken and 45 taken, to me, was probably one of the most impressive things about him. How confident, as Brian says, he was. Get him in. Get him in. Get him in. <laughs> Barry Tedder, a man who'll be well familiar with Owen Frayne and his exploits. He's done, obviously, great work in the coaching and game set up in recent years. He says, yeah. Kieran Flynn stepping up uh, to stream the game off his phone. Yeah, that's what we were on about for, for me, uh, GEA. Uh, he stepped up and did it and you know it was brilliant because you know we were all at home trying to get the the game up on the stream and TG Carr were coming back and saying sorry there's a problem with the stream and then you went on to Twitter and there it was and in fairness to him he did and he, and he referenced how you know he may get in trouble for it but like you know me GAL deal with that at another stage you know it was brilliant to be able to get to see some of the game even if it was at the level of the grass and um, it was still great to see their ankles. Yeah, Peter Duffy is next, and he said TG Cahar shower, and I just replied shower of what? Shower of rain? Shower of hail? Like shower I, of what? I'd say he was saying they need a shower. Um, <laughs> um, I yeah, go into too much detail about it, but uh, you know our Pete. Um, yeah. James Cahill says TG Cahar didn't do the game, as we obviously know at this stage. Yeah, they had they had some issue apparently. <laughs> Apparently, the guy who was supposed to be doing it forgot a certain cable. Um, yeah, well, I, 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 I was actually I was sitting up at the at the the press area, you know, and I was sitting minding my own business, and I got a tap at the back, and he says, "Um, you hardly have a cable connector or something." And little did I know at that stage who and what it was for. 
But yeah, that was obviously the source of the problem. And look, at accidents do happen. I know they're a national broadcast <laughs> and everything like that. But look, at you should have run it across the McGoldrick's across the road. They have loads of cables to do in there, um, music and uh, uh, all, all that kind of stuff. You know, they'd have all the proper cables. Maybe you know he could have run across there. Tommy Carpenter says Frank Carty giving up Gaelic to focus on his new bed store. Oh. Uh, well, fair play to him, and we hope his bed store goes really well. Um, I've I get the awful feeling that that might be a joke. <laughs> yeah, hopefully for Screen's uh, point of view, because Frankie is a is a really good young up and coming player out there. Um, Gavin McVan says Frayne in line for Player of the Year. Yeah, he's flying. He 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 really could be if he keeps up the the uh, standard that he set himself in this minor championship and we'd continue to win, you know, there's no reason why he couldn't be up there for, for a nomination. Absolutely. And his biggest rivals might, might indeed be his teammates. His own teammates. Particular yeah. accolade. Yeah. Because there's some uh, superb displays week in, week out there developing. Zach Griffin is next. Um, a, a really good and avid listener to the podcast. And he wants to know, he said, Alex Williams and Sean Cleary neglecting the gym as they feel they are too big. Yeah, look, it's that time of the year. Lads get big at this time of the year and don't realise that it's not muscle. Um, and <laughs> it's called wintering. Uh, that's what I like to call it. So uh, These lads are very young now, Mickey, to me. To like, me, wintering. <laughs> yes, they're only, they're only 16, 17 years of age, but you, you just don't know, I suppose. Um, uh, look, but, the, but the, those at two 16 have or, potential. At 16 or 17, they want to be concentrating on their ball skills. Don't worry about the muscles. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Tom O'Connor is next. I love this one, by the way. And he says, who sends out emails at half one in the morning about the We Are Mean quiz? And I just replied, I said, Mickey Brennan does. And I said, I don't want to know why he's up at that time in the morning doing that. But I could just imagine, right, around the county, there's every loyal Royals person's phone <laughs> County is just hopping at half one in the morning, and it's all your fault. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of lads out there. As uh, women were probably saying, "Who's texting you at half one in the morning?" <laughs> who's we are mead? <laughs> who's, who's this we are mead one? Um, yeah, look. Um, no, look. Yeah, I'm a busy man, Tom. I'm a very busy man between work, kids, training, um, a million and one things. So when I get a chance to do the we are mead, uh, like it'll be, it'll be. Today is Sunday. It'll be two o'clock in the morning when I finish um, uh, editing all your bloody podcast, Tom, for your for your listening entertainment. So uh, you know, the other night I, I I got home late from work and I I knew I had me we are made stuff to do and I wanted to let all our listeners on the Patreon service know that we're going to hold a big quiz for them and that we're going to give them prizes. You know, really good prizes. I don't know if I mentioned this already, but we're going to be giving out a hurling jersey. We're going to be giving out wine hampers. We're going to be giving out drinks and sweets hampers. We're going to be giving... There's going to be a multitude of prizes, all for our Patreon listeners. And again, it's just a way of our, our way of saying thanks and having a bit of crack with all the listeners on, by the looks of things, the 28th of December, Monday, at 6 or 7 o'clock. Tom has just followed that up by exactly uh, echoing your statement and saying, also, I reckon between Christmas and New Year's, something to pass the days. Oh, is that all it is? Jesus, I thought he was excited. 
<laughs> something to do. Oh yeah. yeah. Would you make would you make him favourite to win the quiz, Mickey, before a ball's been Ooh, even He'd be up there. He'd be up there. Now there's a few. Robert, Alan Tormey, Alan Tormey. Alan Tormey, Robert, yeah, PS tapes, uh, Robert Perfield, Mags Guinan, you yeah, know, never miss a dark horse. Susan Farrell. Susan, you know what I mean? Like um, Susan would be cracking open the whiskey for that one, I'm sure. Peter Duffy and Jelly are not going to feature at all, I don't think. They'll be down languishing down around the bottom, but we'll uh, we'll say nothing about that. Speak of the devil, the jelly, the man himself ah. says Peter Duffy's big money move to the States. <laughs> uh, with all these big money moves that uh, Peter Duffy has made um, over the last few months, what is he doing with all his money? Well, I just said normally footballers who go over to the States are, are washed up and their career is more or less over and they go over for one last payday and he says that's exactly what's happened. So, <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Goodbye, Jelly. Um, I can hear just... Just while we're on Jelly, I want to wish Jelly the very best of luck. I want to wish Jelly the very best of luck. He was, he, he's retired as junior C chap, junior C manager in Simonston. And uh, I just wanted to wish him the very best of luck in retirement from management because he's been absolutely brilliant over the last number of years. And what a lad. The messages that came through for him are just incredible. He's, he's just a great guy, James. Well, Peter Duffy, the man himself, has paid homage and paid testament to. Jelly's uh, tenure uh, in charge of the Simonstown Junior C team and he just said James O'Dwyer's retirement. Yeah, yeah, well, there you go. I, I, I got in before him. Um, I'm glad that I did because it would have looked <laughs> like he was after prompting me to say yeah. it, but no. Um, oh, yeah, and then somebody asked me the other day um, about the Instagram Interactive. I never know what the questions are on Instagram no, Interactive, no, no, no. so I don't. It's all new to me as soon as the questions are asked because... Uh, P.S. Tapes actually asked me, he says, do you not know what Davy is going to ask? And I says, no. Would you believe it? it's all off the cuff, Paddy? It's all off the cuff. <laughs> uh, the whole Instagram concept to you in general, Mickey, is kind of it's all. It's, 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 yeah, it's all off the cuff, that stuff. Uh, no, no, it's not for me. O.J. Brennan says, Sean Emanuel putting in a shift. Who was he shifting? Uh, no, he was... <laughs> I, I was, he was, thankfully he wasn't shifting any of the West Mead. No, I mean, he, this is just another one of the the exquisite Mead minors that we have coming through. And like this yeah. guy, this guy has another year to play at minor level. He's already playing in the middle of the field with a formidable partnership with Connor Gray, and the two of them are just working a treat. And he's, to be honest with you, the two games I've seen, he's been the pick of them. And like yeah. all the talk of the club championship was about Connor Gray, and rightfully so. But Sean Emmanuel, the man from St Pat's, has been just. Sensational! I can't tell you how good yeah, his work been. his work rate and his athleticism was just unbelievable. Yeah, so it is. Um, Robert Perfield uh, said, "There we go." Is there a lack of an under twenty management team? Yeah, that this has come up in recent days. Um, uh, there's been a lot of talk about this on on the uh, on Twitter and on social media that me don't have an under 20s uh, management team appointed and that is very very disappointing um i'm sure they're working on it behind the scenes the only thing is that i know all the other counties have been working on their under 20s teams for the last month so it just means that when we do get management in place we're going to be well behind yeah and look at the the the, the hope i suppose or the expectation is that the 20s won't start when it traditionally did previously in January or February and it may be pushed out to March or April and I certainly hope from a personal point of view that that will be the case with me because whoever's going to go in there as manager you know will need a little bit of time to bed themselves in 
you know, try and form a panel and get things going. Because to, to me, Mickey, that's where we're falling down is under 20 level. Like you look at our minor performance over the last four or five years, it's been outstanding. But we, we, we're seemingly losing it by 20s, whatever is happening there. So we need to fill in that gap. And as, long, as soon as we do, and we can start beating the likes of Dublin at under 20 level, as well as doing that minor, which we've been consistently doing, then it's only going to bode well for the senior team. But we do need to, we do need to solve that problem because I think it is a big one. Yeah, I'd love to have seen Gerard Robinson staying on. Um, I thought he was fantastic. Just didn't go well uh, for, for whatever reason against Dublin earlier on this season. But um, I'd love to have seen him staying on. Yeah, and, and Ger's after going to manage a club in Kildare now. I think he was announced yeah. as a Kildare manager during the week. So, um, Dean Pluck, the Balnebracky goalkeeper, said, sad seeing Sean Boylan going with the down 20s. Again, the, the, that, that, when, when it was announced that uh, Sean Boylan was going to be with the down under 20s, that's when it came up, really, that Mead didn't have uh, a management team and that you know people were saying, like, you know, Sean has gone to doubt and yet we can't put a management team together and how, you know, what a great man Sean Boylan is. To have him involved in a meet under 20s would be great. But like, you know, that, that, that's not Sean Boylan's fault at all. But yeah, um, can you imagine the what he's going to bring to that down under 20 team? It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Simon Finn, the Balnebracky Simon Finn, says Balnebracky won the championship after two weeks off because of COVID mid-championship. Trim two laughing faces. <laughs> so uh, we we got to the bottom of it eventually. So we did. So uh, there is there is still the knives being thrown out there in Balnebracky. And I suppose look, Balnebracky are going to milk this right until until the moment that Trim are a senior club and they get a chance to beat Balnebracky again. Balnebracky are going to hold this over them, and and you know that's just the way it is. The plot thickens with Gavin Coyle as he says, Trim still moaning about the referee. Hashtag Bottlers. <laughs> yeah. Look, uh, do you know if I was from Trim, uh, I, I'd be uh, I, I'd be gunning for that intermediate championship this year to get another crack at Balnebracky. Absolutely. Um, bear with me here because I have to do a little bit of research, but Sean McDonagh from Trim posed the question to us and he says, will Balnebracky stay up in intermediate championship. And you've done a poll. We've done a poll. Uh, <laughs> and uh, 62% of the We Are Mead Instagram following reckon that Balnebracky will be relegated with 38% saying they will stay up. So 203 people reckon Balnebracky will be relegated. 127 reckon they will do enough to stay up. So that's an interesting poll in itself, Mick. That poll has already been printed off in a poster and stuck up in the Balnebracky dressing room so it has, as uh, an incentive for them in 2021. Oh, that's 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 tight. It is indeed, yeah. Fascinating developments there in the Balnebracky and Trim saga, which is set to continue probably throughout the Christmas period. Um, uh, right up until the end of next year, at least. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I sort of, part of me hopes that Balnebracky stay up and trim win the Intermediate Championship and the meet <laughs> yeah. of the Senior Championship then the year after. Could you imagine? <laughs> oh, that means we've got two two more years of it. It would be a year of Balnebracky going on about trim and then the following year if that was to happen it would be trim going on about Balnebracky and Instagram Interactive would just become right. the Balnebracky trim show. 
Nicky Potterton, the Beliver man, looking forward to intermediate football himself in 2021. Absolutely. So the county board never setting up a Mead under 20 hurling team. Oh, I didn't realise that. Um, wow, that's that's interesting. Um, when you look at the quality of underage hurler that we have at the moment, um, you know, you look at Trim and Rato dominating for the last number of years with these really fine hurlers. That's disappointing because, you know, we see now at minor level that they're they're true to the Paddle of final and, you know, we're going to strong favourites against down, have dismantled everybody they've played this year. So the, the, the year or two ahead of them at under 20 level would be just as strong, I'm saying, or I'm guessing. So that's disappointing that we haven't put in, by the looks of things, we might not even be putting in a football team either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Gavin McFadden. Sorry. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, sorry, I caught you off guard with that one. Yeah, I was, I was moving on and then I said, geez, I have to laugh at that one. Um, <laughs> German McCabe says, Gavin McVan neglecting running slash kicking sessions to beer. Yeah, this time of the year, you know, um, I, I, I'd, I'd be in favour of that. <laughs> uh, no, look. This we're not going to be hypocrites here, Mickey. <laughs> look, yeah. Put away the footballs. Put away the running shoes. I get the get, get the little uh, cold coasters out for your beer. I know. Look, we all should be doing a little bit over the Christmas and whatever. Because you don't want to go back a big fat mess in, in January to, to train and, and be at square, square minus three, you know, instead of even at square one. You know that kind of way. Uh, Jamie Hunt says, Sean Emmanuel has a bright future. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We've spoken about him and, and, and he really does. Like another year left at minor. That's just phenomenal. You know, no reason why he can't be the dominant player in, in Leinster football next year at, at minor level as well. He's dominating nearly a lot, of, a lot of the games at the moment. But another year on, he'll be some footballer. Was that Jamie Hunt? That was Jamie Hunt, yeah. Jamie Hunt. I worked with a Jamie Hunt, but I don't think it's that one. Interesting. Uh, Owen Frayne, Mead Minor Captain, uh, says Gavin McVan, who's getting an awful lot of stick, by the way, he said, uh, loves the Chinese food. Um, fair play. Um, I prefer Indian myself, but uh, if he likes Chinese food, that's uh, as long as it's in small small uh, portions and uh, it's not a regular thing, he, he, he should be able to keep the weight down. Yeah, Kate Smith is next, and she said, Mead ladies in the all Ireland final next week. Yeah, can't wait. This is brilliant. Um, again, we have our our preview on our Patreon service where we have Eamon Murray, uh, Shauna Ennis, the vice captain, and of course the um, the all star goalkeeper Monica McGurk. We've done interviews with all three of them for that, and you know, there's there's an air of um, of confidence about them, but they know that they're going to be up against it with Westmead. You know, Eamon Murray speaks about. The, the fact that they played so well in their game against um, Clare in the semi-final. Westmead struggled to get over Roscommon. Yeah. So it depends on how how much Westmead raised their game. And if Mead were to drop a little bit in standard that, that, that they had against Clare, you know, it's just managing that and trying to keep their performance as high as possible. But yeah, look, we really are wishing these girls the very best of luck next Sunday in Crow Park at 2pm. Final one up is from the one and only, the iconic PS Tapes, and uh, this is kind of in reference to what we've already spoken about, but he says, any truth in the rumours that Gardy have a 24-hour surveillance on the wrist bin she been? <laughs> yeah, well, we've, we've asked for that because we've, we've dropped out a lot of the prizes 
for our Loyal Royals Big Quiz of 2020. I don't know if I mentioned that already, but we've dropped out all the prizes to the wrist bin. They're sitting there in the wrist bin. So we've asked the Gardaí to come out and uh, uh, just do surveillance and make sure that nobody takes any of the prizes. Again, that quiz is going to take place on the 28th of December. The reason why I'm saying this is because we want as many people as possible to be involved because it'll be a bit of crack. Um, we don't get to obviously speak to our listeners face-to-face an awful lot. So this would be brilliant if we could get a load of people involved, have a bit of crack, get the slagging going, get the quiz going. And, uh, you know, as we said, there'll be prizes involved as well at the end of the, at the, end of the day. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's the reason why, Paddy, that there is, um, uh, there is uh, surveillance on the wristband. Yeah, absolutely. That's all from Instagram this week, Mickey. Um, yeah, and... Um, just before we uh, finish up, just to remind um, everybody that on our Patreon service, the we the Patreon forward slash we are meet, we will have our podcast going out this week. We will have the minor review with John McCarthy's interview in that one. Uh, we have the ladies preview with interviews from Eamon Murray, Shauna Ennis and Monica McGurk. And we also have, do not do not miss this one. This is the Mead Senior Championship Team of the Year, according to We Are Mead for 2020. And uh, again, that's one that will be going out this week. And again, we, we spoke about the intermediate and the junior championship, Davy, being so good this year. The intermediate never lets you down. That's just the way it is. It is always top, top notch. Um, the, the fact of the matter is anybody can win that intermediate championship. It all depends on who gets their mojo going. And, and we've noticed that in the last couple of years with Norbert and Balnebracki winning it in, in 18 or in 19 and 20. Um, but with the senior championship, this was brilliant. And of course, we had that iconic final between Kells and, and Rathoth. Uh, Gail Column killed Kells um, and Rathoth because there's three clubs out in Kells. So we better name the team that it is, uh, Gail Column Kill. Um, and, uh, you know, we had that iconic final. And it's this, we had great semifinals as well. Uh, we had great group stages in the senior championship. And this is going to be a, a tough team to pick. Yeah, it always is. I mean, the, the intermediate and junior, as you say, Mickey, they're, they're always really good and competitive and that. But the senior is just, it's probably so hard to pick because, as you say, we had two outstanding teams in, in Ratoth and Kells that were so evenly matched um, and gave us a, a really incredible final as well to boot. So uh, there was a lot of difficult picks in this one. And that's t- not mentioning the excellent Nafina side who really came out of the pack this year. And, and gave an unbelievable account of themselves and put themselves in such a strong position in that semi-final only to be n- denied by Gail Columkill late in the day. And Summerhill, who've contested, I think, three of the last four senior finals as well, you know, so um, they were the other semi-finalists as well. So there was a number of, um, of really good nominations in that. So we had to whittle that down to 15. Uh, difficult task nonetheless. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we have it done. And don't forget to go over there and have a listen. We want to wish the Mead Miners the very best of luck next week in their uh, Leinster semi final. We want to wish the Mead Miner Herders the very best of luck in their Padder Lahan All Ireland final against Down. And of course, the ladies. We want to wish the ladies the very best of luck in their All Ireland intermediate final against Westmead next Sunday in Crow Park. It's at 2 p.m. Get onto your TV, get behind these girls and get your meat flags out flying.
for these ladies and, and hopefully they'll be coming home as uh, intermediate champions for 2020 next Sunday evening. That's it from us for this episode of the We Are Mead podcast. We Are Mead, why it matters more. <laughs>